I regularly get the question, um, for self-management to work, doesn't everybody in the organization uh, need to have grown into a teal perspective? Um, and the answer is no, you know, luckily. Um, you know, there's plenty of self-managing organizations out there, some who have been self-managing for decades, and you have people working in there who look at the world from all sorts of different perspectives. Um, this is one of the rare videos where I'm going to be talking about um, you know, adult development and stages of consciousness. Um, and I'll just assume that you're familiar with the different stages and the colors uh, that I use in the book. Right? Uh, and by the way, if you're one of those people who are allergic to talking about stages and colors, you know, then just skip this video and, uh, and go watch the next one. Um, so, you know, maybe let's get one misunderstanding out of the way. Uh, one misunderstanding is that um, in self-management, everybody is somehow, you know, on their own and everybody needs to be constantly responsible for themselves and take initiatives all the time. And the truth is that um, in self-management, you know, a lot of people choose to stay with pretty routine jobs, right? So um, if you're, say, a machine operator, um, it doesn't mean that when your machine gets old, you must now take the initiative and buy a new machine. Uh, you can, which is really amazing, right? Which is extraordinary. You now have that power to do it. Um, and some people will choose to take that power, but others will be happy to say, hey, no, let somebody else take care of that. You know, I'm actually quite content uh, doing a relatively routine job, and that's fine. You know, we need that in organizations. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that that misunderstanding. But, but let's now look at, you know, the different perspectives that we can have onto the world and how self-management fits with that. Um, so say that the organization switched to self-management, right? It's a pretty radical switch. Um, but in the end, everybody can work in that new system. So say somebody is, is looking at the world from a more traditional Amber perspective, right? And in Amber, we really like, you know, structure and predictability and control. Well, you can have all these things in self-management, right? Um, you know, for people in Amber to work in a self-managing organization, it's very important that um, they understand how this new system works, that this new system isn't just chaos. You know, there are just as many structures and rules of the games as there were in the old system. It's just that there's a new set of rules. So, you know, this is how in the new system decisions get made. This is how you can make decisions. Um, this is how, you know, who has what role, and this is how roles get allocated in this new system. And, you know, if there's a conflict, this is how we're going to deal with it in a new system. And so, um, I often push people to clarify the new structures and practices and processes in self-management precisely for that reason is what makes people uncomfortable with self-management is when they no longer understand how things work and then in particular people with a more traditional amber perspective they get really nervous they get really lost but if you just explain to them hey we used to have an old set of systems and rules and we now have a new set of systems and rules and there's just as much clarity um, then you know it's, it's actually quite easy to switch to that new system in orange, 
you know, we just want to, we just want to compete. You know, we just, we want to win the game. And so with self-management, you can just tell people, well, you know, here's this new set of rules and now have fun, you know, playing the game and trying to win. Um, it's really interesting how, you know, people in self-managing organizations, I'm now thinking about Chris Rufer at Morning Sufferances, talks about the fact that um, in self-management, there can be this really healthy competition for recognition, right? And how do you get recognized by your peers? Um, it's by being competent and helpful, right? If you help other people, um, you know, through the advice process, um, through your skills when people ask you, you know, that's how you get recognition. Um, and some people like, you know, to sort of compete, to get a lot of recognition, but it's, it's a healthy, it's a positive form of competition next to all of the cooperation that happens on a, on a daily basis. And for people who look at the world more from a green perspective, um, you know, self-management is, is simply wonderful, right? It's a system that ensures that no one has power over anyone else, but that we all have power with. And it's a system that ensures that, say, through the advice process, that everybody is listened to, that every voice counts, um, that we no longer differentiate people, uh, you know, based on their hierarchical rank. Um, and so that's, that's really something that's really important for people who look at it from a green perspective. And, and so self-management, you know, can make a lot of sense to them. Um, so yes, that's my, um, but, you know, my perspective on this is that luckily everybody can work in a self-managing system. Um, and it can make sense to people whatever ways they look at the world. Um, now, it doesn't mean that these people, that everybody would be able to uh, design or to hold or to construct a self-managing system. You know, most people, if they were the founder or the CEO of an organization, would choose for traditional hierarchy because that makes most sense to them. But if they're invited by a leader into a self-managing system, they can operate in there really, really well. Um, and we see that in all sorts of self-managing organizations is, you know, if there's clarity and there's a good structure and good, you know, clear practices, people are, you know, they just come alive. I mean, these organizations, you know, they just fire on all, on all cylinders. So yes, self-management can work for people, whatever to their perspective on the world. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.